Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me for this week, as always, is Jeremy Bradderton. <laughs> Hello, Kerry. We an um, inside joke that's just actually not a joke. <laughs> uh, I, I I have. I, I was just saying just before we started that my disk space available has gone from the average uh, seventy um, seventy gig ish. Uh, now up to three terabyte um, so because I, I popped in my, my four terabyte NVMe that I bought the other day. That's very good. Um, so now my C drive has got a one terabyte NVMe and just my secondary drive is a four terabyte NVMe and I've still got about six other terabytes just sort of sitting across various SSDs. And That is a lot, man. That's huge. It, it, it's a bit. I took out one of the two terabytes and popped it in my Plex. Um, I, uh, I wiped my dodgy eight terabyte hard drive the other day. Yeah. I hardly had to delete anything. Yeah. Because it, it all fit on the rest of my hard drives. My other one, two, three, four hard drives. One one of the one of the dodgy um hard drives that I took out of my computer, um I got all the I I, I copied anything that was useful on it um onto the onto the new one. And it was yeah, it went from like <laughs> like I, I ended up copying much less than I expected. I was like, I looked yeah. at all the files. I'm like, like actually, you, you, you've been thinking about how that hard drive has so much stuff on it that you need. N- and- not even that. It's actually the oldest hard drive that I own. And so there's just a lot of legacy upon legacy upon legacy. It was where I, cause it was my biggest hard drive for a very long time. It was where mm-hmm. I used to, when I had to sort of kind of rapidly do a, a windows reinstall because something would break is where I would dump my documents and my downloads folders for upon yeah. f- like for years. I probably got f- f- folders in there that were eleven years old at this point. Yeah. Um. And so I'd wiped it clean. Like I had like iTunes music backups to iTunes accounts I didn't even have access to anymore. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, now I've got a a nice speedy four terabyte NVMe sitting in my second M2 slot. Um. And it is. So nice to have room again. <laughs> <laughs> room to breathe. Yeah, just just a bit of headroom, just a bit of like, a, oh, let's just. Where where do I want to download? Just fucking Baldur's... record it, and who cares Wh- when I get to it next? Where do I want to download Baldur's Gate three? Yeah, chuck it on that one, <laughs> yep, and it'll be yep, even yep, faster yep. now because it went from a hard disk drive to an MVME. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very much looking Pretty forward amazing. to loading up that game again and just having yeah. it load. Oh, how long does it take you normally? Well, like it, there's two things. It was it was not the it was not the fastest because it it's 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 a it's a new game. It was it's on big. it was big game. It's on it was it was on a solid uh, it was on a, it was on a hard disk drive. Um, but also there was a it, it it does its own cloud syncing, um, and it does that really often, um, f- specifically for crossplay, which. Uh. No one needs yet because crossplay doesn't work until because <laughs> it's still not out on the PS5. Because it's, it's out on PS5 in like four days or something. Yeah, but even like less, I think yeah. But I'm not even going to buy it on PS5 because no. I don't need to, and so I should just realistically turn that setting off completely. Yeah. Um. So do you notice every time it hits the hits the sync? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can keep playing while it's syncing. You just can't save again while it's syncing. So if I make a decision, want to save, make another decision, want to save, I actually have to wait and I sort of sit there for like a minute or two. Mm-hmm. Especially the beginning when everybody was playing it all the time. Like it, like the servers slowed, and so the mm-hmm. the cross play syncing took even longer. So 
I appreciate that it's on by default because you'd want it when you need it as opposed to yeah, not having it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, isn't it? Like any cloud thing, it, you either want it to work all the time, always, yeah, or just like but don't it, even bother. It probably should have been off until like tomorrow or something. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it had its own, like, if it had its own, like, cloud saving for PC in that regard, I mean, I guess it's useful in that case, right? Like, maybe if you, if you, sure. if you like, cloud sync and then you go from your laptop to your Steam Deck or whatever, like... But I figured, like, cloud saving is sort of handled by Steam at that point anyway, right? Is it only on Steam? Uh, I, mm, I don't actually know. Neither do I. I yeah I'm 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 not sure. Can you buy through Larian's launcher? Because that, that's where the game launches. But like, I I don't think it's on Epic. Um, but it, it it also just might be. I didn't know Larian had their own launcher. Yep, yep, yeah they do. <laughs> PCGamer.com. Here's how to disable the Baldur's Gate three launcher on Steam. Yeah, there you go. Um, really quick, I just thought of something just now while we're talking about cross saves. Maya. For all the people that are going to stop paying for PlayStation Plus because it went up thirty percent. Me. You're gonna lose your cross save. My cloud saves. Yep. Yeah, but I don't use. Uh, it's the same thing, right? I don't use it for anything. I suppose, but if you ever do, it, it, if, if if something catastrophic happens and I lose my PS5, it'd be good for that. But I'm not paying a hundred. I'm not paying ninety five dollars for that. No, God no. But I just wish it was that. That should be a free feature. At this point, that should be a free feature. I agree. Although now they've just raised the price. It's definitely not going to happen because um, I have to justify the price cost, right? Um, Jesus. Uh, it's so... It, it's so much money. It's it, so much money it and is, it's so bad. All right, all right. We're, doing, we're in it, everyone. We haven't even done the intro, but hang on. <laughs> PlayStation. We, 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 need to, we need to be mad online just for a minute. Price increase. I, I haven't had... To, I, I, I saw this, the, like, sticker shock, and uh, but I didn't, I didn't really get to talk about it. So yeah, yeah. press start. Kieran Verbrug, Verbrugge. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, Kieran. Your last name, Kieran. Here's the increased PlayStation Plus price for Australia announced uh, last week. Um, so it's raising their subscription tiers, all of them, globally. Uh, here are the Aussie payment lifts. So uh, I'm just going to refresh us because all the naming's dumb. PlayStation Essential, i.e. PlayStation Plus, used to be $79.95, is going to be $95.95. So that's an increase of about $16 of not about literally $16 uh, a year. Um, so nearly a hundred bucks for their very baseline uh, tier, which used to have the PlayStation Plus collection, which it no longer does have. So this is just your basic monthly games, online services, uh, cloud saves, and that's kind of it. Yep. Oh, and game help. You get access to game help and tips. And Wait, do you not get that if you're not subscribed to PlayStation Plus? <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> wow, they're, they're paywalling, like... I mean, that's that's been always. Yeah, but, like, they're paywalling fewer YouTube. <laughs> Interactive YouTube. I guess so, yeah. Jeez. Now, I will say... And I've said it on this show many times. I used it for The Last of Us Part 1 Platinum, and it was oh. very useful, very good. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it is. You know, what's... It's rarely used, and I think it's rarely used as well as that is, is used in The Last of Us. You know what's also really useful? Uh, the YouTube application on my iPhone. 
<laughs> no, this was definitely more useful than that. But sure. yes, there is a very easy workaround. Yeah. I agree. Uh, PlayStation Plus Extra, i.e. PlayStation Plus Plus, uh, was at $134.95 Australian dollars. It's going up $35 to $170, $169.95, which mm-hmm. is more than PlayStation Plus Deluxe did cost before they just raised it. Yep. Yep. 170 bucks a year. Yeah. PlayStation Plus Deluxe, i.e. PlayStation Plus Plus Plus, was one hundred fifty four ninety five, mm-hmm. and is now one ninety six ninety five. It's a forty two dollar increase for the year. Um, the now worst tier that was too expensive is now almost just um, unimaginably too expensive. Um, this stinks, Jeremy. <laughs> Do you want to buy a PlayStation Five every three years? No. Who won? <laughs> I don't know. Well, actually, you know, people, that's consoles, they kind of, you know, when people get the pro and the... Oh, yeah, but, like, to play the subscription yeah, of the one you've so, already bought, right? Like, it's so bad. I hate it so much. It seems, it's so egregious. Like, it's so much money on every tier. It's so much. I cannot believe that you can either pay for the year $96 and then the next tier is $170. And if it was like, hey, guess what? Like, let's say 60% of the PS2, you know, like catalog is on there. That catalog. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Kinda that's like, like uh, NES online. Yeah. And or like, like SNES. And like, look, like them increasing the price about a month before a state of play. Maybe they announce something like that soon. We don't know. Um, there's, you I'd know, be surprised. There, there's, I'd rum- be surprised. there's rumblings of a, of a state of play coming soon, but like, because, oh the, yeah, no, but I'd be surprised but, if but, they had some sort of influx of quality content. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's like, they're, they're not doing day and date. Nope. They're removing Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. And then they're increasing the price. Yep. And it's like, this is just, they also removed the PlayStation plus collection. Yes. And it was it's one of the things where it's like, I remember, like the 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 diehard like Sony's that I saw around. I didn't see almost anyone trying to defend it. The price raise, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen anyone. Like you know when like you know when a company does something dumb and the people who have made their entire livelihood like the Sony know, ponies. Yeah, well, like like you know like any or the Xbox. Yeah, like any company, right? Like there are people who have dedicated their entire life to a to a corporation, and then they have no choice but to want them to succeed because it makes them succeed, and that's their prerogative. Yeah, but because they put their they put their personality into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. I didn't see anyone being like, yeah, no, actually, this this all right. <laughs> Which is just telling. Now, there is one consolation kind of feeling with this for me in that uh, the all of these tiers for the year... We're now saving money, money by not subscribing. <laughs> well, you should do that. But like all of these tiers are still less expensive than buying 12 months of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Yes. Yeah. The, and the in Ultimate that is context, still the most expensive. It does expensive. feel a little less... It doesn't sting a little less... Um, but only a little. <laughs> yeah, because Ultimate gets me Starfield when that game launches in less than a week. 
Yeah, right? and, exactly. And this highest tier will not get me Spider-Man 2 when that launches. Or even totally. Spider-Man 1 for that matter. <laughs> or even like The Last of Us Part 1. Yeah, yeah. Or 2. Or 2. <laughs> um, yeah, it's all, it's all a big mess. It's one big mess. I said at the time on Discord that I can't wait for Sony to have another colossal failure so it forces them to pull their own heads out of their own asses. This isn't it. This is the thing. This is not the... I know this isn't it, yeah. but it is the thing that makes me want it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what that'll be. No, I know. I mean, the thing that was last time was a colossal launch failure with the PS3. Absolutely colossal. And then it, that was probably that 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 um, Mia Culpa was probably extended by how badly they were hacked in twenty nine or twenty two thousand nine two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, but but it was also a lot of the unforced errors from the other side, which allowed them to capitalize on that. Right? I think if True. I think I think if the Xbox One launch was half as strong as the three sixty, the PS five would still have. So the PS four like would have needed to prove itself that it would have taken a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. But that's kind of. Anyway, that's our that's our PlayStation anger segment of the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We'll now return to our regularly scheduled programming, which at the moment is the intro of the show. Um, <laughs> hey, thanks everyone for joining us for this week's episode of the Minimap Cast. This is minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. We yell about PlayStation when they make dumb decisions and also other things. We yell about everyone. Um, the Minimap Cast goes live on all podcast platforms every Wednesday uh, with 24 hours of early access given to our patrons. More on that in a sec. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us. Um, you can't do that anymore on Stitcher. Sorry, Stitcher. Uh, if you somehow find a way into their platform, feel free to give a, pos- a give us a positive rating there too, but I doubt that will be possible. Um, however, wherever you give us a positive rating, it makes a huge difference. Uh, if you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, we are, uh, you can find us on minimapau, at minimapau, on Twitter, X, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30pm Australian Eastern Standard Time for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, We always hang out with the chat during and before and after. Uh, It's a good time. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, if you'd like to support us, uh, if you wanted to consider supporting us, just uh, keep in mind that Minimap is completely independent and funded almost entirely out of our own pockets. Uh, so yeah, if you'd like to help, if you'd like to chip in, you could do that by becoming one of our patrons over at patreon.com slash minimapau. For five bucks a month, you get 24 hours of early access to each episode of the Minimap cast, some bonus features like our Remember E3, Remember E3. Remember E3. Uh, remember E3. Uh, our, our retrospective press conference watch along videos they're good fun uh, you can also head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, to help us out I already said that and remember it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk <laughs> see what happened there is I, I, I free balled the, the, that paragraph a little bit yeah. and then I got myself back on track and hit a bit I'd already done yeah, yeah. You, you, came, you came back in a turn you've already taken um, yeah there's a so, so Twitter X, whatever, um, is, is allowing user data to train AI models, um, which is just uh, dreadful, right? Like we, we know this was coming like, and, but now it's, hey, uh, here. it's not even here, here, but it's like, it's, it's on the precipice. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so there's a the very, very good tweet that I've seen on that, which is apparently X is allowing user data to train AI models, which is incredibly interesting. Quails, 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 quails. <laughs> and all the, res- all the replies are just the words quails over and over again. <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. It's I love good. the internet yeah. sometimes. Yeah, sometimes it's all right. Uh, well, Jeremy. Kerry. We're going to do what I said we'd do when we ended the episode last week. Um, Just for something new and different, because I don't think we've done that the last like three weeks. It's been like, uh, who knows what we'll talk about next week. Or, it's something, this week. or it's something we just definitely haven't spoken about yet. Yeah, or we like made it up that day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, This week... We are talking about Starfield. Now, I have had the chance to play early uh, for my work. Jeremy has not had the chance to play yet because it's a lot of money to buy it early when it could you could just wait a few days to play for on Game Pass. Right? Like, like every now and again, I keep thinking about it. I'm like, oh, do I want to... No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And like, honestly, when you know yourself that you may, you, you just might not enjoy this game that much, yeah. why the hell would you? That makes sense. I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'll come in with... With... Um, an open heart. Great. Great. And I a, hope you and, do. And a closed mind. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love this piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what that means is uh, our Starfield impressions are going to be a little a little lopsided, perhaps. But Jeremy's, Jeremy's going to ask questions that he's been thinking of when he's been looking at all these impressions over the last week. And I get to vent my spleen about this game. Um it's a it's a phrase. Look it up. It's it's a it's a it's a game that I am fairly. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not worried about, or I'm not. Yeah, I told you it's a phrase. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like I'm conflicted about. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm not conflicted about, but there are many things. I think this is a conflicted game, rather. Right. And I have many. Th- I have many thoughts about this conflicted game. Um, your, overall, your thought. Your thoughts are not conflicting though. <laughs> No, my thoughts, no, crystal clear. Yeah. Uh it's just when the when the parts of it conflict, my thoughts about them go in line and then the thoughts feel like they conflict, but they they are they are on the level and the game is not. <laughs> um anyway, if I had to give you an overall sort of impression of mine yeah. of what I thought of this game, um, I honestly really like it. I think it is one of the most divisive uh Bethesda releases in a long time in in that uh you know we're not looking at bad quality performance it runs really well on x and s in terms of stability there's some bugs but like kind of like a a, like a stable amount of bugs it's like okay um uh it runs it runs okay on pc it's not it's not special but it's fine um it's more than 30 fps so that's good but uh for me this what this game does I started comparing this game to Starfield at one point, and I I looked at <laughs> sorry so. I started comparing this game to Skyrim at some point. Okay, good because and yep. yeah, sorry, <laughs> Skyrim. Just go <called> Elysium. <laughs> <laughs> what Star Wars? Um, uh, Skyrim is kind of like there are many different ways you can play that game, but that game is an adventuring game. Yeah. That is what you do in that game, and that's here in Starfield, and it's in there in Fallout. The thing that happened with Fallout as well is they had the the introduction of uh, crafting and the introduction of outposts, um, and that was kind of it for major features outside of the like voice acting. I want to say and the next gen like graphics bump. Would you say that's fair? 
Yeah, like it was it was very like they hadn't made a Fallout in in quite a few years at that point, so they were re-remembering what Fallout is. But yeah, it's very yeah, it's 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 an action you know, it's 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 an it's an adventure shooter. Yeah. Where you can with also, a little outposting thing yeah. that you can spend time on if you want to and you can just ignore if you don't. You can do base building and there's quests and stuff, but yeah, you're not like you're not running a shop at any point. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, totally. I feel like this game expands the number of types of things that it is okay in a really interesting way the the outpost system is more robust um so you can make bigger more impressive outposts you can make them on any planet so that's a whole thing uh it's an exploration game so you could you can survey planets from from the atmosphere and then go down and survey the flora and the fauna and the materials you can extract there that gives you survey data you can sell that like if that if that's all you want to do on a planet, you can do that, and that's a fine way to be. There's in, there's very in depth starship building, and whether you, um, you know, just dabble in it and don't have much credits, and you just upgrade your engines a little bit, it, it that can then inform. Oh, I need to make I need to make more credits so I can buy a new starship or upgrade my starship to this, or so I can get a bigger grav drive so I can find this other star yard that's in this other galaxy that gives me access to other parts. You know, like. There's so many ways, and then of course there's the adventuring, and you can you can follow the quests and the the factions, and I I find that there are so many different things that are actually quite robust that it will let you kind of do any of them, um, and that's pretty cool. What that means for my overall impression is that um I, I I'm pretty sure many people are going to feel differently and we've seen that there are people who say this is my least favorite um game in terms of big rpgs that's come out this year i see people that are absolutely enthralled people in the middle people who say it's only about as good they're only getting as much out of it as they did with fallout 4 you know it's kind of it's it's really spread in terms of reception Mm -hmm. and i'm not at all surprised not in the least because it touches on so many things so you can do a lot of things in the game Mm mm-hmm but can you do a lot of them well, or is it just kind of you can just do a lot of things? Be- there, because that's an like, excellent question. Because like, that is a good question. For 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 like, it, just for for context for the previous stuff, it's like you know, if you wanted to do like m- many things in Skyrim, meant you could be a wizard, or you could be an archer, or you could be like an assassin, mm-hmm. or you could be a barbarian. Um, and like and like and you can also make your own arbitrary decisions about how how you play too like yeah. you know you could be the wet bandits and whatever yeah you know. and and like fallout was like kind of less in that regard where it's like you kind of going to always be like a guy with a big gun like you can do the big melee weapons but like you kind of like like the the difference there is like uh speech and charisma over like an intelligence and hacking versus like and it's 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 like immersive sim light um hmm. Uh, mechanics um that you know it's it's just like putting points into yeah like into different character things um in this it's like you know the the things that you can do seem to be uh uh, grander i guess you know like or at least a bit more um like they are different roads in the it does feel like it yeah, um, like it definitely feels like I can now ignore the main quest and go do outposts. Yeah. Or it's like, I'm going to forget about this and g- focus on my shipbuilding. Um, I kind of like that. Like, 
it works for me. In terms of whether they they are all good or not, I think some are better than others. I think the like the exploration. I remember we had a conversation um, when we had our episode with uh, Shane, and we were talking about how we might play it. And I said, I like the idea of trying to get to know these planets more so than just with a checklist um, and just do the checklist and be done with it and try to get to know them. Maybe write down things in my notebook, like in on my, in my hand, like to like try and be on the planets a bit more. Um, it, I quit. I, pre, I tried that. That was one of the first things I tried to do. So I did the, the opening tutorial sort of set of missions. You know, you start as a miner, you get your ship, you go to Constellation uh, on the on New Atlantis and the big planet. I walked around the city a bunch. That was like two and a half hours of all of that. And I'm like, right, uh, I'm going to ignore the story. I'm going to not do much. I'm going to explore a little bit. Go say hi to my parents. That's a fun trait that you can get in this game. You can have parents. It's fun. Yes, hold that. Um, and, and then I was like, I'm just going to land somewhere else on this planet. And in my head, and this is one of the game's strengths, it lets you it allows me to follow my own headcanon really well. It gives me, like, I can say, oh, my character feels like this. And there is almost always a choice that follows along with that. You know, I don't feel stymied or stuck um, with how I, I want to play my character, which is great. I think it's a, it's a real strength of the game that it lets you do that mm. in so many different scenarios. Um, and I'm like, oh, my character's overwhelmed from all this change. They just want to go out and explore, but not with these guys about the main quest and the magical artifacts. It's like, let's go look at some plants and some some bugs. So landed on a landed elsewhere on the planet. It's a really beautiful, grassy, lush planet. Um, and I started walking around, and okay, so I noticed that you there are these animals, and when you scan them, it says like thirteen percent scan. So you have to scan the animals, this, that species eight times to get a full uh, picture of what that species is like. And it's like okay, so I'll walk around and find eight of these animals, and it's like oh, there's eight animals on this planet. So I got to do that a bunch of times and same with the plants. And there's like six plants and, um, and there's different materials. There's copper and iron and ink and zinc on this planet, for example. And there's also geological structures. Yeah. And like that, that, that's, that's like decent. But the final point of like what you see on these, in these, like when you just like land in an open area on a planet is there are structures every 800 to 1200 meters mm. and they pop up in a very skyrim way uh, you pull up your scanner which is how you scan like the animals and whatever and it highlights items in your field of view that are interactable um but while you're in that it also points out the points of interest that are 800 to 1200 kilometers away nearby including your ship you could fast travel to it to nearby locations you've already been to and it's like oh you can there's something over there what is that and you hit scan on it, and it's like oh it looks like that's a cave it's 800 meters away Oh, it looks like that's a structure. Oh, there's life signs over there. Oh, there's a natural, there's like a natural, there's a natural structure over there. And so you can go to all of those. And so what I did was I basically landed on this planet and I played the game like Skyrim, where I, the way I play Skyrim, which is go to, you know, I go to a nearby waypoint on my compass. It's like, it says, this is nearby. Oh, it was a crypt. I go to it and I kill some drug. I come out. What's, what's the next thing that's nearby? Yeah. I go to that. I do that and I leave. And I played it like that while scanning, scanning, scanning. And honestly, uh, it wasn't a bad time, but it doing that in one area for like four, like five or six hours immediately made me realize how they generate these areas. And even although I hadn't been to another planet or even another section on this one planet, immediately I understood how they generated all those zones. 
and the 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 luster was gone for me. <laughs> I, I was I was literally about to say like, do things feel generated? They they do. This is the this is the area where they feel the most generated because the the landmarks right. It's cave. It's structure. It's uh, abandoned mining facility. It's uh, civilian outpost where none of them have names, and they always want you to do something menial like. There's raiders 200 meters that way that are giving us trouble. Or, hey, we've got sensors, uh, but we're all too busy. Can you go look at them? It's like, no. <laughs> Random character whose name I don't know, whose quest doesn't even stay in my quest log when I leave because it's so, like, yeah, inconsequential. Right. And what that means is almost all of this, there's a very few exceptions, but most of those areas have, like, three minutes of something to do, and then it's another three to five minutes of walking <laughs> to get to the next one. And then you get there and you find nickel and iron and palladium and then you're overburdened so you can't fast travel back to your ship. And like, is, so the, I'd say the planetary discovery is cool that it's there. It's okay, but it just did not do enough for me to enjoy it properly. So like, <laughs> No Man's Sky 1.0, um, yeah. <laughs> is this kind of the kind of thing we're talking about? Well, the, the thing with that is that I, I tried to make that comparison in my head a few times, but No Man's Sky is a survival game, and this is not. You know, you're not managing your oxygen level. You're not managing like you have you, to refit to refuel your backpack, or to you have to like like break up carbon to refuel your gamma gun. Like it, nothing like that happens here. Sure, but I'm I'm talking about like like depth of exploration because that that, uh, like you, that, that well, feels like, like what no man's sky 1.0 was and like and i'm not even saying this necessarily as a negative because i kind no, of yeah no that's it's, it's I, fair i kind of enjoyed the beginning of that game even and enjoyed it more as it got as it went on but like but like the way no man's sky operated when it first came out was like you know you've got a, you've got a scanner and you've got a bunch of like points of interest nearby and you've got materials and you can scan all the life forms on the planet and all the plants on the planet and like rock formations and then there might be an abandoned base or there'll be an abandoned glyph so you can get some like more language words and yeah. like there was you know things to do but it was very like you were getting a like um you were getting a wikipedia entry put together mm. um i think i think what saved no man's sky I, rather i think what made that the most interesting in no man's sky 1.0 was that the one planet was contiguous. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could fly around the whole planet. That lack of loading zone was pretty interesting. There was a bit of hubbub on Twitter about like, oh, they said you can land anywhere, but like there's boundaries when you land on the planet. And I guess that's true. Like you land in a zone on the planet and they, they basically, they generate a, a square for you. Yeah. And that square has X number of outposts and whatever. Sure. And then you can max out that that grid and they're like, you got to go, you got to get up and go somewhere else. Basically generate a new tile, you know? Um, is, and, but like Starfield, uh, 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 No Man's Sky didn't have that. You could just hop in your plane, literally fly the 300 meters over to shorten that distance and you were there. You can't do that here. You can land your plane at, in this point in the grid, maybe an outpost somewhere else, but you can't, you can't see a structure 800 meters away and go, I want to fly there to get closer to it. That, you, you can't do that. You have to run and it takes ages. And like, and I, I don't like, I think the, the world's not being uh, like, you know, completely connected in that way. Like it's not 
it's not a necessarily a deal breaker, but something, no, no. something I did have questions about the worlds is like, and maybe this is just the footage I've seen. Yeah. But are they all just fucking flat? <laughs> they're not all flat, but they're not particular. I have had that thought myself. I was thinking about how my, my mom at the moment is holidaying in Australia, in like central Australia and sending me pictures of landscapes. Yeah. And I was thinking about how much height variation there was. Uh, I, I saw that, that thought <laughs> did cross my mind. There are hills that, and like mountains, mountains is the wrong word. There are big hills that you can't get over. You make a mountain steep, out right? of a very large hill. <laughs> so like there is height variation on some planets. Other planets, flat. Okay. And uh- a lot of planets feel kind of similar, kind of dusty, kind of, and you know that's like a space thing, right? Like that's that's kind of what space is like, apparently. You know that they're, they're just oh, kind of it's a boring no life. It's thing. dusty, but like that is boring, <laughs> like because it's like like. And I know they said like. Well, I'm not sure if they said it or someone said it to them that the the, the phrase NASA punk has been flying around, which yeah. I I think is a for a while now. I think it's a boring thing to exist um i w- i, I want to touch on that okay but okay go on uh like i, I but like th- th- there's a th- there's a lot of touchstones that this game is pulling from and it's specifically like uh what we think of when we think of human um space travel yeah uh through history which is yeah like you know landing on rocky planets and taking kind of like fuzzy video um yeah. but everything is is quite gray and walkable because when we imagine going to Mars, we also quite kind of imagine not a not a very mountainous planet, but like just medium mountains that you can walk yeah. kind of anywhere. Um, I'll put it this way: there's nothing like a mountain you can climb in Tears of the Kingdom. You know? sh- sure, but like it, like it, some of the mountain generation in something like No Man's Sky, which I understand again, it's a different game, but there was like oh like i fell into like a giant fucking hole yeah and now i need to get out and yeah there was also terrain deformation in that game as well so like it was again a different type of game but it made the world feel like i was exploring i felt like i was exploring in that game the one thing that i used to tell people when people say like really you like no man's sky this is when 1.0 came out was like a yeah, because I'm the only one that's ever been to where I have been. And yeah, totally. that is so fucking novel. Um It is. And so it it's it again, it's it can't take you through the entire game like that. And that's why they built upon that game for years, which is why I'm trying as hard as I can to not compare this to No Man's Sky of twenty twenty three, which has had seven years of of active development continuous yeah Yeah. like and and regular free updates for for all right yeah um so i'm trying my best to not do that even though the teams between these two games are are bigger than than some of the mountains apparently that starfield have so yeah you've 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 touched on a number of things there i so i think honestly this exploration feature function set of mechanics loop it's one of its weaker parts. Okay. And I think if you engage with it, not on a No Man's Sky level of like, maybe I could live on this planet and just explore this whole planet and just just kind of do it on surface value, you'll enjoy it a bit more. Like just kind of 
visit a planet and then leave or like go to the next big location if there's multiple on the planet like because some planets you you scan and there's nothing already there right and then you can select the landing zone land there it generates a grid for you and you have stuff to explore sure um other planets when you scan it it's like oh there's a there's an abandoned mining facility there and a civilian outpost on the other side of the planet and near the top there's a science outpost too and so and then you could just land there those are sort of fixed grids that they've set I guess, but they're very similar. Um, if you just sort of hop around between those more major locations, I think it's okay. But yeah, like living in those areas, you find the, the boundaries of it pretty quickly, and and it is a bit, it is a bit boring. Is there a um, reason to stay on a planet or revisit a planet you've already sort of done a bit on, or is, you might as well just keep going? Um. Is there a reason in terms of like exploration? If you like it enough, you could build an outpost there and that can be your home base. But like, are, um, are there benefits to home bases or are they kind of just like, for me, I'm about to build one. I've gotten to the point where I need to build one and it's because I need a place to dump my shit right. that I can land at. That isn't new Atlantis. That isn't, um, isn't somewhere where I'll get scanned for contraband and isn't somewhere where I'll get given quests. Right. You know, I want somewhere where I can put my gear and, as my character, like I just found this secret base right in in the game, and I want to hide all this really cool bespoke equipment I've got as like a thing that I don't even tell my constellation friends about. You know, I've got like like a second seconds like life kind of thing, and like I want a place where my I other put family that... with my other wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, and so I want somewhere I could put my armor and have that feel like that's secure in my head. You know, like. I can't trust where I took it from anymore, but I can I can create a facility where I know it's safe and I can go there when I need to and gear up and throw all my resources, do all my crafting there so I don't have to, again, go to the lodge or do it on my ship because I, my cargo is full on my ship and I, I can't... Now I can't switch between my different ships. One's really, really fast and good at fighting and one's like a cargo freighter. But as soon as you swap ships, it moves all of your cargo into the other ship even if it doesn't have capacity, which just means you can't add anything to it. So my, my cargo is sitting at like 1,200 out of 460. And so I have to lose 800 cargo to to use that ship again. Yeah, right. So like, that's my next thing. I'm going to build an outpost. And I'm okay with that because I've got the resources for it. That's part of why my cargo is full. So uh-huh. it's, a, it's a whole thing. But you touched on the, the NASA punk. Yeah. Uh, sort of space exploration style. Which I think is just a complete, like, I don't, you, like, that is those two words. They do not belong together. <laughs> there is no way. What about NASA core? Yeah, you sure. You know, like cottage core. Yeah, yeah. You can have core. Punk you is a punk. very specific thing. You can't right. have, it's like having, like, <laughs> it's like having, like, army punk. <laughs> like, Ew. like, NASA. Cop punk. <laughs> as like as you know, neat as it is, it's like it's a bureaucracy. Well, it's not just bureaucracy. It's like like it is it is um, not overtly militaristic, but it is a wing of like the military. You know, there there was a there was someone once. This is this is years and years and years ago. But someone once asked Elon Musk on stage at like a TED talk. And this was well before we knew him to be the person he was. Someone said, like, <laughs> like, why are you starting your own company, SpaceX? Why don't you just join NASA and help them? 
And we now know the answer because he just wanted to do it to get rich. But also... Well, also because his ego is yes. untamable. But also he wasn't legally allowed to because he wasn't born in America. He was born in South Africa. And you can't get a government job that deals with things like jet fuel and deals with things like uh, rockets if you're not a naturalized American citizen. Because that's that, a whole that's a whole sentence. That's a whole thing, right? Um, yeah. And that then, like, like I, I remember thinking that that like hearing that reason, which I I don't have a reason to believe that is false, because um, it's pretty technical and you know, anyway, um, that kind of changed how I feel about NASA in 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 a way, right? Like right. they're still they have <laughs> they have people who are who they answer to. That is the. <laughs> The president of the United States, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You can't have NASA punk. That doesn't exist. Okay. No, that, yeah. Yeah. That I'm, makes not, sense. I'm not, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the. No, no, no. I know. I <laughs> yeah. just, I, I just, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. Um, part of what you, you reminded me of, I think you said that's boring. Yeah. Also, um, also that. So I think it's a unique, I haven't, I haven't played a space game like that like last week we were talking about armored core and how that's about you know human society like left earth and just started warring on other planets and this is the like what if we had to leave earth but then everything was fine when we got there and into this into the star system um like everyone's there's there's a triviality to uh the star travel and the nature of space existence in this game that almost all characters have. It's the world they grew up and live in, right? It's their reality. But it is boring <laughs> because what it means is that no one finds any horizons particularly interesting. And part of the part of the whole uh, main storyline is you're part of this, you become part of this group called Constellation. They are one of the last groups of explorers. What that requires for them to be one of the last groups of explorers is for no one to want to explore. And for everyone to be like, oh, people are still exploring. Why don't we have enough to worry about here? And right. it's like, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You could go to one of millions of different star systems and planets whenever you want to. And none of you are interested in doing that. All of you are just happy with like, so what that, t- like, it's everywhere. It's everyone's mentality. Everyone's world that you come across is so small, except for you and your people at Constellation. Right. For some god unknown reason, like I just and like, are they are they are these people like struggling? They're like they're they all have their own like some of them have problems. You know, there's 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 I ran into someone who's like, oh, I I I'm a I'm a freight driver and I took this job because I thought it'd be easy, but like my life's on the line now. Can you help me out? And like, okay, right. cool. You know, they've all got their own stories and whatever. That's fine. But it, it's all like personal, like, you know, like, oh, I'm struggling with this job that I don't like. It's not like... Um, yeah, or like the sheriff needs help because there's a holdup in, there's like a bank yeah. robbery going on and they right. want an, a neutral negotiator and you walk into town. Like, it's not like a civilization-wide... Like, all the problems are as big as, a, as, as just their own personal bubble. It's not like a civilization-wide depression or like, you no, know, like, no, a, no, like no. a famine going across like an entire like colony... There was a war like 30 years ago. So there's some like latent animosity between two different factions. Seeing that play out in one mission was cool. Sure. Like that's cool background. Yeah. But like there isn't actually a war. So like I dealt with 
you know, this was these two groups were stuck in this one facility overrun by pirates. I took out the pirates. They were like, hey, thanks so much. And hey, you guys were all right, I guess. And then they fucked off and nothing mattered. You know? <laughs> but my point is that the idea that no one else is interested in exploring the space, the space, exploring space, except for you and your 10 other buddies makes everyone else's means it requires everyone else to be indifferent to the incredible world that you have in front of you and that sucks yeah right like everyone doesn't care no one cares like whether spaceships are cool or not no one cares about planets that have three moons on them or like setting up an outpost on a moon so that instead of you being like on a planet and you see a moon in the sky, you're on a moon and you see a fucking planet with rings in the sky. That's your, like, how fucking cool is that? You can see that in this game. That's a thing that can happen and no one else gives a shit. There's, <laughs> there's a thing that a specific type of sci-fi does, which my touchstone for it is Star Trek. Yours is probably Mass Effect, which is like people, like people are excited to go to space. They yeah. think it's, they think it's like exciting to yeah. go somewhere maybe new but at least thrilling um and yeah like the idea of a space game not having and you know like and if if it was like if it was trivialized because we've been doing it for you know like a hundred thousand it's like it's like 200 years i think yeah like that's not that's like that's like four generations yeah um right yeah and like you know, thinking about like the expanse, even or thinking about mm. even like Blade Runner, you know, and you mm. like you don't even go in outer space in Blade Runner. It's a it's a background. Um, yeah, it's just setting. it's part of the context that some people can go to other planets or yeah. space stations, and yeah. and like they just call it like off world, mm. and it's and it's a thing that is better than here. <laughs> um the idea that people have found a spot that like looks worse than planet earth and yeah. has gone like, well, I've made it. I'm in space and now yeah. it's boring. Yeah. Like I get excited to go to space in a video game. When I, when I take yeah. off and like in no man's sky as well, right. When you fly into a new system and you see it's a, the, the sun's a different color and the, and the planets that they're all, everything's so vibrant in that game. But yeah. like, the sky even is a different color, but like it, all of that is so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So, uh, I want to touch on some of the fun that I've had in this game I, I, and why, why I've enjoy, enjoyed it so much. I did just have one thing just, but just, just to finish yeah, up yeah. The, the exploration thing. Um, are they, the, this constellation group, um, what are you they find them real quick real quick okay like they're like a they're like the... it's like first main mission like yeah. it's like like so fast yeah uh are, like are they doing like secrets of the universe kind of exploration or like like what's the what's the stakes for them what what's what's the driving because I'm, uh, I'm curious so I'll, I'll give you the first i'll give you the story of the first hour of the game right you you're, you're a miner you're doing your first day on the job on some random moon somewhere and you're just one of like a crew of like a dozen or two dozen miners on this installation. And they send you to go, there's like an anomaly in the next room. They send you to go in there, you mine this material, you touch this artifact that you unearth, and you have this 2001 Space Odyssey vision, right? And you hear like strings tuning up and you see lights and sounds and visions. And Ooh. it's like, Ooh. and then you wake up 
and you create your character and whatever. Okay. And they'll and then the boss is like, well, you passed out and you remember who you are. So cool. You found the artifact. This is what our client wanted. The client who 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 wanted this thing? Oh, Constellation wanted this thing. Oh, that's interesting. So you go out, you meet the the one person from Constellation. They land in the ship, and they're like, oh, you touched it and you saw lights and sounds. Well, I did too. I think you should come with me because we don't know if this thing fucked with you and maybe we should check you out because like it's kind of messed up and we've been looking at these artifacts. This is the plot of the Halo TV show. <laughs> well, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and then and then it's like, oh, pirates landed. And then you take out pirates. So that's your combat tutorial. Uh-huh. And so then your, your mining boss is like, hey, constellation person, you fucked our shit up and you're just going to take one of my miners and leave. And he's like, you're right. I should stay and help character you player you go in the ship and you go back to home base and so you you do a little detour to take out the pirates that were chasing you uh to make sure you get there safely and then you land in the big city the big metropolis and you go to the lodge which is constellations hq and everyone's like oh constellation still exists it's just a house in the main city of the world whatever like as if it's not a secret yeah um and they're like, we want you to help us find artifacts. These visions are the same. And like the artifacts come together. You, you bring them the third artifact. So, so this and is they like all a... start activating at that point. And there's lights and sounds. It's like, oh, we're onto something. So, so this... that's that's the stakes. This, that's what it is. This is like a secrets of the universe kind of like we are we are unlocking the the keys to to figure out like uh powers beyond understanding and Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Okay. Yeah, because like I because like we, we didn't get that stuff from the trailer and a lot of the, a lot of the, um, a lot of what I had seen up until now is is been very, uh, like utilitarian, like just like like everything yeah. is just like, you know, it's it, it's buildings and ships, and it's and it's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it is it is tools and 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 means uh, means to ends. Um, yeah. Whereas this is at least like. Uh, you know, questions and, and so. Yeah. Okay. That, I, I don't mind the, the general arc of the story. I haven't, I haven't done much of it, but I don't mind the characters. I don't mind that they're like, oh, we've got to beat on this one. This guy's our expert in that area of the galaxy. He came from that area. He's going to come with you. Like, that's cool. That's fun. I like that. Um, And it brings me to a couple of things. Yeah. It brings me to sort of where I have sort of the most fun with the game. And it's, you know, I had that first like eight hours of the tutorial and then landing on that one planet and burning myself out. And I've just started, I, I like flew to a system on a quest. I was like, I'm going to do the main quest now. I did it for like 20, 30 minutes. It took me to a new star system. And I was given like three side quests all at once. And one of them was like, we need urgent help. We, we And this was that um, the factions were um, pinned down in, in the base together against pirates. And so I went through that one. And that was actually quite interesting. They were like, we got to, you know, you free them from that system. They're like, but we can't leave the orbit. The spaces are controlling this, the atmosphere. Can you go take them out in the atmosphere and come back and then we'll find their base on the ground and take them out. Like that was a really good one. And it had good characters, good story. I think this game has really good scripted content. I think this game has really interesting side quests and scenarios. There are a number of times I find something that's just happening in the, in like I, I land. Yeah. I, I fly into a system and I get hailed and it's like, Oh, that's interesting. Or there's a ship that's derelict and, or it's sending off strange signals. Like that's interesting. I, and I dock with it and that's cool and that's fun. Like I landed, I go into a casino that's, it's like a zero G casino, but it's, it's no one's there. It's full of pirates. And so you have to find out why this, you, you find out why this casino failed with like, they wrote like mock reviews. Well, they weren't mock. They're like reviews for the casino. They're sitting in the casino's inbox. 
of like why people hate it. <laughs> zero, zero, so like, zero G casino is funny. Like it, like a lot of that stuff's really good. I like it. I like the way the factions interact with each other. I like that you can choose between them. I like you can go and be a pirate, or you can. I think you can potentially even align yourself with the. There's like, like uh, zealots of the house of the snake or something. Like, like, like that's cool. I like all that stuff. Is that a, is that a tunnel um, snakes reference? I don't think so. No, okay, I don't right. really understand it. I haven't engaged with it too much yet. Right. What I really like uh about one of the, one of the things i like so one of my traits i picked you can pick three traits at the start and it's like you could be better when you're fighting in space but not on the ground or vice versa or you can be fight better alone or with company of um or you could start with like united colonies citizenship or or uh, all of that stuff but there's also more unique ones like you could start with access to a dream house but it also comes along with a mortgage that you have to pay you could start with a fan who hears about your exploits at the beginning of the game and just loves you and and follows you and wants to be around you at all times. Kind of sounds like the Joker, so I picked that one. Well, he kind of sounds like the Joker the way he talks. The fans from Oblivion, right? It's the same. I, I've have heard it, it's, it's a bit it's of a the callback. Same, the yeah. same character. It's um, he's a bit much. I lied to him to get him to leave. I didn't want him anymore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the other one's this kid stuff trait, which means that you have parents, but you have to send them some of your money because their rent's really expensive. Um, but they also give you shit. I've, I've gotten, like, a good weapon. They gave me a starship yesterday. They, they Like, the dad, like, won a lottery at his weekly card game, and he, like, he won a match and got won a starship, and he's like, oh, I can't use it. Mm-hmm. You can. Here, have a starship, honey. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, so that's cool. But what I like doing was I was on New Atlantis, I said hi. They're like, oh, nice to see you. You're part of Constellation. Wow. Blah, 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 blah. And that's fun. I went and did my exploring on, in that, on, the, on the planet and I found contraband. Now, if I left the orbit with contraband, I'd be scanned leaving the planet. Oh, not, not leaving the planet, but landing anywhere in that system, um, I'd be scanned of my ship and I'd have it confiscated and I'd be fined. Um, and so I didn't know where to sell it yet. Like you, couldn't, you can't just sell it at any vendor. You've got to find like unscrupulous types. To send it to, to to sell it to not me and not no of course not and so i was like where am i gonna put this this stuff and it's like oh, i can't keep it on the ship because it gets scanned it's like i guess I go put it in the lodge i'm like i'm gonna put it i'm gonna i'm gonna go to my parents because <laughs> you, you you have a bedroom that they like keep for you there they're like oh you can come and crash whenever you want and so i went to my parents and i and i and i dropped them on the ground but more than that i like pick them up and i put them into like the empty bookshelf in the room and so I'm like, I don't know. I love the idea that like, it's just been my little secret. I, I said to Sam yesterday, I was, we were playing, I was playing on the projector. I was like, you want to see where I keep my contraband on this planet? <laughs> like, yeah, all right. And I opened the door and I'm like, hi, mom. Hi, dad. I'm like, so this is my room and here's my contraband. We've got a uh, heretic scripture. We've got uh, AI um, adapters. We've got uh, mech parts. We've got all kinds of shit here. Um, so that's been a fun little like, just the thing I decided to do. Uh, I I really enjoyed, there was a, a quest I found where you like, you find a ship that left Earth before uh, the your um, society discovered grav drive jumping. And so they've taken 200 years to get to this planet and their comms systems are out of date. Um, and you get there and they're like, I can't believe it's another human. And it's like, well, yeah, we got here like, 
150 years ago. Where did you come from? They're like, oh, we left Earth 200 years ago and we just got here. And also now our planet that we were going to is inhabited. So what the hell are we going to do? Yeah, and right. so you help them like get back up to speed. You can either, you know, it's a, it's a thing. You can either decide to like the planet they were going to is a resort planet. And so you can land there and they're like, we need to get this, this freighter out of our orbit. It's bad for business. They're like, <laughs> oh, well, they landed here. We could let them land here and, and, and you know, pay off uh, debts to, to uh, uh, by, uh, you know, for, let, for helping them by not getting, for bringing them in. You know, they could work for the, the company until they pay off their debts. And, you know, then we could like, and it's like, oh, that's awful. And they're yeah. like, oh, you could like update their ship, but we couldn't possibly afford to up to buy a grav drive for them do you want to buy a grav drive for them and send them on their way so they can find somewhere else? It's just like, I don't know. I, th- I thought that was a fun little story. It's, um, and like you, when you land back on the ship, I opted to update their ship and you do this thing where the, the engineer is so excited to talk to you about what happened, how humans got there earlier. And then you help them update their ship by like, it's like a little mini game where you have to remember the three like, um, space jargon instructions he gives you. Like, reattach the flange modules to the to the cryo module overdrive by five percent or whatever yeah and it's like a little memory mini game that's fun uh but yeah the most fun i've had has been bouncing from bespoke content to bespoke content uh and enjoying it that way and then and then making those decisions like i said how i was like all right i'm full up stuff full up of stuff how am i going to fix this cargo problem i'm going to build an outpost i'm going to build my own base i've got the resources for it i'm going to make it nice i'm going to find a nice planet like that's now my goal and that's something I want to do and I'm choosing to do. And it's cool that I can do that. I love that it lets that there are those options for me to do that. I can be like, oh, I'm just going to see if I can update my ship. And all of a sudden I've spent two hours. I've repainted everything. I've, I've moved everything. My ship looks absolutely Frankensteinian. Like it's, I. I think you mean I, for Frankensteinians, Monsterian, but yeah, continue. Monsterian. <laughs> There's something about it where I just feel that it lets me honor the choices that I want to make. Okay. All right. Almost all the time. Once I figured out the bits that I didn't like as much <laughs> and I knew to avoid those, yeah. which is fine. There's there's plenty of game out there for me, you know, and I can go and do that. And that that does a lot for me, personally. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think that the shooting and the combat is okay. It's, um, it, I, I think it's one step up from Fallout 4. Uh, there's no vats, but uh, there is like an FTL sort of slow slow down time focus on their uh, ship component menu, so you can like target their engines or their grav drive, so they can't escape and all that. Um, but yeah, the, I think the weapons are really fun. I keep I, I got to like level fifteen, and they started giving me the like the like mid game weapons, and I'm like, oh, these guns slap! Yeah, right. <laughs> like these guns are rick. They're wicked, like a like a really 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 powerful magnum. Or a, or a different really powerful magnum or, or uh, um, a massive rifle that is just outrageously powerful. Uh, uh, I found a katana that, that drops med packs um, when I kill people with it. Like, <laughs> like I, I enjoy the, the, the mechanisms, of, mechanisms of that. I, I enjoy getting lost in it. Okay. This is not going to be my game of the year. I just know it. Yeah. There, it, it just, sometimes, it, sometimes you know. And like, it's not... It's not a checklist game for me. It's not like Assassin's Creed where it's like, oh, I've I've, I've completed this district, you know. It's but it, it, it is just is it, a things to do game, I guess. It's like 
I'm I, I'm going to play Starfield, and there will be things for me to do, and okay. it is engaging, and I have fun, and then I turn it off. Is it? Um, I guess like yeah, like the 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 final thing that I'm curious about, like is is the game, um, exciting? Exciting. Like. Like I, I I look forward to playing it. Like I looked forward to playing it this weekend to like relax and kick back. Right, um, but but like like I, I don't mean is in like are you excited to play it again? Like yeah, I mean no, like I know what you mean. Yeah, like, like when you're playing the game, is it like wow that was like evil? Like like wow this is exciting. What I'm doing right now, this is a really exciting thing for me to do. Some quests I find like gratifying. Um, and and like again, I'll use the old like the the previous three that we've spoken a lot today as as examples. It's like the very first time you fought a dragon in in Skyrim was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, the very first time you hopped in power armor in Fallout Four probably was really exciting. And like in a different See, the thing with those moments is they're not the way the reasons why I kept playing those games. You know, like fighting. Uh, no, I know. I will say fighting a dragon is really cool in Skyrim. That it keeps happening is good. Yeah. Um, I hated power armor in Fallout 4. Right. Uh, I hated needing to refuel it. I hated needing to remember where I left it and like piecing it together. I hated power armor in Fallout 4. Right, okay. But you like know, the first mission was cool where they're like, oh, get in it to help us take out that like Terraclaw or whatever they call those. The Death Claw, yeah. And the Death Claw. And it's like, yeah, that's fun. But then I hate managing this thing. So I'm just not going to. Well, what about <laughs> um in 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 a different vein, yeah. The first time you go to a different galaxy in No Man's Sky, even in one when you when you get all those materials for that like jump warp core or yeah. whatever, and you finally pop it in and you hit the like three, two, one, and you go into like that hyperspeed mode and you're yeah. just traveling and you're like, I have no idea what I'm about to see. So that's 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 part of that like trivialization of space that I'm talking about where that you don't get that feel. I didn't really get that feeling with this game because while there is still that, you know, constellation and the only group of explorers left, it's because like everyone's been to all of the planets you can go to. You'll always find some other man-made structure on a planet and before, like, that was there before you got there. And, you, and so you there's find no that sense no of like, I well. don't know what we're going to find here. Or like there's a black hole on the other side or, or like there's a, no one's no one's come back from this system. What's what are we gonna find? I haven't I haven't no, there hasn't been anything that interesting. It's always been like go here, do this, go here, do this. Yeah. And like everyone there, there are other people there, there are other people flying, bounty hunters will find you, or or you'll land and there are there's a colony there already. Like but also there's not there's no colony bigger than like a small village. So like ah. is is it like I, I and like I, I don't even necessarily mean like is it exciting in these particular ways, but like it sounds like you're 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 asking if there's like a at least a, an exciting moment. Well, well, like yeah, like is well, like it doesn't even have to be a moment, but is is there a specific thing that when it pops up, whenever it does, is an exciting thing to do? Is the game sparking imagination? Like, and you know, this is obviously uh, this is just a, a recent example. So this one is obviously like really really exciting, but like, um, uh. New new part of the world reveals in Tears of the Kingdom or Elden Ring, right? You know, like having that thing where it's like, like I oh, am like I, the Vista moments. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm overwhelmed with what I'm seeing right now. I can't even quite comprehend what. And and then your imagination runs, right? You, you know, you like you're in this entire underworld below the entirety of Hyrule, and it's like this like is 
is is expanding my mind and I'm imagining this intense adventure that I'm about to have and I don't even know what it is. I would say I have not had a moment like that in okay. this game. Did you um, did you have that one, in one Skyrim? One because that's a tall order, you know. Sure, totally. Um, but like, did you have those in Skyrim? Not necessarily. Fighting a dragon was cool, especially because I'm, I'm like into dragons. It's like one of my things, or at least especially when I was younger. Because um, I think in Skyrim, for an example, I, I did have that. The, the very first time you, you finish the tutorial prologue, and you sort of get let loose on the world and you have this entire like, fuck, I could just do whatever I want at this point. Yeah. Um, See, I don't, I don't feel like that in a, in a like, whoa, oh my God kind of way, but in a like, all right, what am I going to decide to do in like a, what do I want to do today? Kind of a way, you know, yeah. like it's a, it isn't a, an exciting thing. It isn't a, a, a watershed moment thing. It's a, it's nice. And I like it. I, again, it's part of that choice that it, it allows me to make and honors when I do make it, that is valuable to me that I'm really enjoying. Right. But it is that in and of itself isn't huge. Uh, there's been no like, Oh, a new galaxy that I haven't seen before. Like you, you, you go to the galaxy and the galaxy is like, a, it's, it's part of the problem that I'm sure you've heard of that. Like the space travel is a lot of loading screens. You know, you land in a planet in a, in a solar system and it's like, Oh, now that I've, now that I've traveled to the solar system, I'm near this planet, but, there's one on the other side that looks like it, you know, it's got some rings or there's like a, uh, there's like a factory on this moon on the other planet. I'm going to go there. You can't see it from where you are. You have to open your map or like find the waypoint in space and hit go to that. And then there's a quick loading screen of you going fades to black and then you're there. Yeah, right. And that's all space travel. Even when you grab jump, when you, when you're just traveling within the solar system, uh, and then there's not even any, there, there's a takeoff animation. So if you just hit take off, then you watch your ship take off. But when you decide to land on a planet, there's no like flying into atmosphere animation set. There's only a, there is a, a landing on the ground. Like, you know, you see the ship like land and the feet plant and, you know, sort of whatever you see that, but you don't see a like flying from orbit into the planet. You never see, there's no set of animations for that. Why? And so it, it does, I don't know. I don't know. And so That's it does like, turn like right the best part of No Man's Sky. Well, one of the best parts for sure. Yeah. But like even, even, even like Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, like and I, when I said, when I said the like, yeah, yeah. Loading it's, screen, I immediately thought of Ratchet, which I hadn't done before. It, it's so, con it's so instantly contextual. Like it makes, yeah. it's just like, oh, okay. I have been flying in space and now I'm landing in space and now I'm landing on a planet and then I'm out of the planet. Yeah. What it, what it means is it turns the world into a series of disconnected areas that are all clicks away on a menu. Yeah, right. And that and that is a bummer. Um, it's why, again, I said that like I prefer going. It, it made me prefer going to the 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 content rather than trying to think about how I was going to explore the world because the exploration in space is menus. And the exploration on the ground is generated for the most part. Um, also, when I explored like the big metropolis, New Atlantis, I was getting so many junk side quests. I followed one. It took me like 35 minutes and it was boring. <laughs> it was actively boring. It was like chase with figure out why the power is going out. And they're like, you got to run around this whole place. There's no local area map. So 
yeah, chasing the quests, I think, is the, this game's biggest strength. Right. And then following what you may, might want your character to do, if you want, and, and if you want to do that, like, like me wanting to build outposts. So again, I return to that, or having customized my ship. Jeremy, my ship's so ugly. I've just done what I can to like make my the, the ship you start with bigger and like have more engines and have more cargo and like I put more cargo on it. It's too heavy, so I, it needs more landing gear. Yeah. Now, now it looks really weird. And yeah, I made yeah. it. I just like stretched it, and so and I don't have anywhere else to put the weapons. So they have to go like on the cockpit, on the side and the bottom. So when you walk out the front door, you have to like duck your head so you don't hit your head on the laser. Like it's like in um in like a trail makers or kind of like that. Like a, yeah. a game edge game adjacent to that, where it's like yeah, like I've got a thing that I know, and I'm yep. just gonna keep adjusting this thing to try and be the worst way possible to finish this puzzle and I'll finish it and there's probably yep. a better way there's a better machine I can make but I know how this one works yeah totally so I like I really I, I'm looking forward to when I get like 200,000 credits and I can build a, a ship from scratch yeah because um, all of the ships are just made out of other components that you can buy but it is just easier to buy a ship and then upgrade the components um, but yeah it at the end of the day it, it is yeah, it's not going to be on the game on my game of the year list, but I am happy putting hours into it. Okay, when I have other things to play, I wouldn't be so. So I'd like you're a bit on the fence. Um, you you know you don't know whether you're going to like it. You know you'll try it, but um, out, we've got a friend of ours, Ollie, is the same. You know he wants to try it. It's on Game Pass. Why not? But he tried Fallout Four in the lead up to this, and he was like, I don't think I'm vibing this. And so there's a there's a very there's a, there's like a good fifty fifty chance he doesn't vibe with this either. Yeah. Um. You know, the game doesn't do a good job at telling you lots of things. So many different things. I would actually, honestly, when you do the tutorial, I would recommend this to anyone who has played the game for hours, who is just starting the game. Once you're done with the tutorial, look up a things it doesn't tell you video by fucking whoever. Like, where, and honestly, there's so much stuff. Like, like when I learned you can land on a planet outside of those pre, um, pre-placed landmarks, where you could just pick a zone and land on it, it blew my mind because it was not at all clear that you could do that. Right. They didn't tell me. It, they didn't tell me that there might be any reason for me to do that. Like the 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 tooltips didn't make it clear you could do that. There's so many things like that where it's like, you can do that? Why? <laughs> like, apparently there's a lean functionality in this game, which I heard. So you can like lean in cover. They don't teach you that. It, and even though I know it's in there, I still haven't found it yet. It, it's not a button. It's just aiming down sights while you're next to cover will then cause you to lean. It's it's contextual like COD as opposed to like a lean button. Like, I mean, why didn't they tell me that? Because <laughs> no one uses it. It's not good enough that it like, I guess maybe it's like, it's like reject. It's like auto like rejection is good enough that it's not doing it constantly. Yeah. But like, I want to know that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I so found that out because of a tweet where everyone was like, what? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, it's got its it's got its got flaws and it it's not going to be for everyone. But right now it's for me and that's cool. Is it going to hit? It will hit the, it will hit the people that it hits hard. But is it, and is it, is it going is it to gonna be like Skyrim or, or is it going to be close to what Skyrim and Fallout are? Oh, it's like a property. Yeah, that's what that that's the plan for this, right? Like, oh, sure, sure. Um, or is, or is this prey? It's tricky. In a, is it's it, tricky. Is this prey in a world of dishonor? The, 
prey or dishonored. So is this, uh, is, maybe- this, is this prey in a world of dishonored, right? It's like people look at Arcane and like, I would love Dishonored 3. If Arcane, like we've got prey too, oh, people yeah. are like, okay. Yeah. People who maybe. love prey it, love prey, but like- It might be more like that. I, 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 I think I would need to see what they do with the story. I think the story is going to be where they do- anything interesting like that like like oh this is an undiscovered planet or like maybe you do make contact you know like all that kind of mass effect stuff you know which i think would help give this game a bit of more of a sense of identity um if they did mass effect stuff <laughs> they, oh yeah it does have more bespoke stuff like i i like i've i've seen the world i haven't seen what they're gonna do in it yet right i've seen what they're gonna let me do in it i've seen what the context is what do they do in the world i think will define whether it like captivates people in terms of the setting and the like the tech and the sounds and the the music and all of that whether it becomes really um like such a favorite for people or not um people will sink hours and hours into this game even more than skyrim because it's got generated content and like for them that's awesome like that's cool that they can have that also it's got new game plus which apparently i've heard numerous numerous people say even people like I've heard like numerous people say that finishing the game recontextualizes how they think about the game in a way that makes them want to play it again and again and again through new game plus and then plus plus and then plus plus plus, which is like wild for a, for a Bethesda game. Like it doesn't make any sense to me and no, they're not it spoiling it, it. It doesn't make any sense to me either because it's like, I'm sitting here going like, but if this why? is, if this is so good, why wouldn't they just put this in the main playthrough? Like this isn't a game that everyone's like, I can't wait to, to play it like six times. But it's not, it's not the, it's not like they're hiding the content from you. It's like a recontextualization thing. They say like when the story happens like this and you understand what, whatever you're working towards or something, it helps you, it re, it, I heard Greg Miller talk about it. He said it yeah, reframed I, the way he thought about the playthrough. I've seen, playthrough. I, I've seen Paul Tassi say the same thing. Um, and but, like he, Greg doesn't replay games. He just doesn't. It's not his thing. And he's on his like third, third round through the game. Yeah. It's weird. Like I don't understand what to do with that information. Yeah, like know? like that. As someone who's never finished a Bethesda RPG, I don't know what to do with that. It really that part specifically like does not excite me at all. That's fair enough. And, and, and like yeah, like you, you know, can play this like like you and I I think have played it where we like just piddle around until we get bored of the game and then stop. You know, like you could you could play this game like that. Sure, but but like yeah. Anyway, what the fuck happens at the end? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> uh, all right, well, that's that's enough about Starfield. Uh, we'll we'll check in with Jeremy, see how he feels about it next week. Um, uh, their early release pay extra system sucked, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back with some Armored Core and Alan Wake impressions. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. We just had a really long break. Yeah, we did. <laughs> we, start, we, we started talking about Star Wars. It's yeah. our own fault. Um, but we're back. We to, are back. We, we're here to talk to Jeremy. We're here now. to talk to me. Last week, we spoke to you about your time with Armored Core. Last week, you were up to the final fight. Yes. Of your first playthrough. Yes. I would love to know what you want to talk about today because you, you, you have something to talk about to it. But I, I'm also dying to know what your new game plus status is with this game. Uh, very early. I, I only played a mission after... Oh, but like if you are going to do it, if you want to oh, do I, it, I, if you I, plan to. I, I, def- I definitely do plan to. Um, I, like, I, I knew that I was going to last week um, because of one of the final decisions that you make. 
And I was like, well, okay. I, I got to know what the other one is. So I guess I'll play through this 20-hour game again. That's um, true, you did say that. Uh, it was... So I we, we wrapped up the, the podcast, and then the next day I played... Like, I, I, I then changed up my build again. I, I did a fucking Baltus all over again. Mm. And I was like, you know what I'm really struggling with? It's like a certain part of this boss. So let's let's dedicate half of my machine to this part of this boss. Yeah, nice. And just have like a dedicated thing. And then like there's like this one attack that the boss was doing. It's this big sword swipe attack that is unlike any any other sword swipe attack that I've had to deal with in this game because it is it is slow and the angle is fascinating. It's like an almost like hard 45 degree angle. Oh, Baltaeus is one like that, but except it's fast. This one is slow, but can sometimes change three times and I don't always know which direction it's going to come from. Right. And depending on which way I dash, left or right, I either get hit by it at the beginning or the end. So it was it was really hard to read for me. Yeah. And so I was like trying to like, and you can't dash back out of it. If you dash backwards, you will get hit by it no matter what. It's one of those yeah. types of things. And like jumping won't solve it either. Like uh, sometimes, but like you sort of got to be jumping. You, you got to be already at a certain speed. It's right. All, it's at all, which point it's not reliable enough and you need a different strategy. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I changed up a few things and I then started to learn to like, what if believe, well, like I changed up my play style to be like, what if at any point this enemy is going to do the the attack on me, this sword attack on me? I'm already behind it. <laughs> what Whoa. if what if I am that level of aggressive? Wow! And I got really far really quick, and I was like, "Oh, wow. oh fuck, oh fuck!" This changes everything, and so I like yep. swapped up, like swapped a bunch of different. You dedicated things. all of your machine to that. Yeah, <laughs> uh-huh. and I was like, "Okay, like th- this boss that that knows how to dodge a lot of my missiles, um, can reliably get away from certain attacks, has a pretty intense shield, and has got really intense sword attacks." Like, okay, like I need to, I need to be as aggressive as it. And more. And so I went full on, like, I am going to be on your ass for the entire fight. Mm. And I won. And I won, like, convincingly again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, fuck, that was good. Um, and yeah, I, so I got the, I got the bad ending. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I got the, I got the very bad ending. Um, some, so, some really cool, um, um, the the way they leave that game, I think, is is really fascinating. They 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 leave you wanting more, but not. But I don't feel like I'm like I'm not starving. Like I'm not like oh, it, it ended before it got going. It's just right. like I could just. You're, you're still interested in what happened, but well, well, more than that, like I could take number seven right now. Oh. Yeah, like like you could give me a sequel right now, and more I more fires of Rubicon. I would be thrilled. <laughs> I, I would be more than thrilled. I would be feasting, right? Like it is wow. it, like the idea of playing a direct sequel to this or just like a, like a, an adjacent sequel. Not even that. Like, like just more j- j- like give me seven, but like at least c- keep the same intensity of tone. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like the, the, the entire game, knows how to 
bring you along in this story and continue like it's you're not you're not lost for the entire game like at some sometimes you're overwhelmed with the amount of moving parts that are that is happening in the game but you are never like i've been playing for like five hours and i have no clue what's going on they do a really good job of bringing you through the story and 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 pushing different characters in front of you again for them to do something different and, and for them to push like their own story. really large moments that you can anchor those around. You yep. know, like, oh, I remember this character from when, like, before I got on the cargo lift. Like, Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the game, like, structures itself around a lot of different um, moments in the game, which, which allow you to, to piece those, to piece the story together from the perspective of all the different parties. Um, That's how I remember my childhood. That's how everyone remembers a lot of things, right? It's like, it's, it's the... Uh, like I'll, I'll 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 use an example that I think a lot of people will find quite um, poignant is like everybody remembers, uh, well anybody that has followed it remembers where the where all the different characters of the Avengers are by anchoring them to at what point they are in relation to the Avengers movies. Right, right. You know, you understand. See, the example in my head was I remember the year my parents separated. Well, yeah, sure, same, yeah, <laughs> but you know. However, you want to take it. <laughs> for, for 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 a long time, my anchor point in my real life, Kerry, was actually which Marvel movie came out when, and that's how I knew that I was in New yeah. Zealand in two thousand and fifteen. That's how I knew that we were at AIE in two thousand and um, sixteen and seventeen. Like oh, because of the Marvel movies, because I had wow. because I had the year release in my brain. For some reason, the only one I've got that for is... I don't know. I've got it for two. I've got Civil War, because I asked you asked to borrow the, the Captain America movies from you. And uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I remember you show it. You had a Guardians of the Galaxy 2 wallpaper on your phone. And I remember seeing that. Oh, you got a poster. You went to, like, an early screening. Right. I remember yeah, seeing yeah. that at AIE. So that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, 2017, locked in there. Oh, yeah. I can do, like... Like, my first girlfriend was in 2013, because we went to go see Iron Man 3. Like, there's, there's, like, the, there's a lot of that in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and but but yeah, like you know, like like having having those those key moments spread out across the game, which anchor big decisions from people and parties, makes that story feel really easy to sit in the head. Um, mm-hmm. which is good because like it it would have been like not easy for them to do what they have done in the in the souls games but it would have felt maybe a bit more familiar for that for for fromsoft to do that again and they don't do that and i think the game is better off this game in particular is better off for it um yeah but like i think it it is a tone that is fairly consistent with the history of the series too yeah yes totally totally and i'm i'm glad that they seem to have kept that but i'm also glad that the story itself lives up to actually being worth remembering remember yeah remembered being being it's worth remembering this story um yeah uh which is cool and makes me want to go through it again and see those other adjacent perspectives and i i I know what happens when you go through it again there's a there's a thing that changes and you get more out of it i've heard that yeah yeah and and i know what that is and i'm not going to say what that is right now appreciate it but it seems really cool. Um, That's that that is consistent with the rest of this game, and and I'm curious to see how it how it like I guess lands um, mm-hmm. for for me specifically. But like yeah, I I I want to see that that little 
it's like it's not quite near like automata which is like yeah like you know completely referencing the entire playthrough that you've just done yeah um, and it's like you have to do like 12 to finish that game like like four but like um yeah that's what i said but uh they do like that th- they work within that like like th- they work adjacent to that in a way that i think is really neat and rewards mm-hmm. getting through it again um, uh, i'm excited i um it's been fun like because I've been working on Starfield for ages. This weekend was like, oh, I just want to play it. And that's been fun. Um, but having this discussion is is reminding me that, like, oh, I do want to go back. Yeah, it's like... I don't think it will be my game of the year, but, like, it's up there. Yeah, I... I agree. Yeah. <laughs> I Which agree. Is... Like, every time I go back to Zelda, I'm like, oh, fuck, it just is this, isn't it? But, like... If if you it had told me, Armored Core is so up there. If you had <laughs> told so me the beginning of this year that two of my game of the years would be either Baldur's Gate three or Armored Core six, yeah. I would have punched you in the head. <laughs> Baldur's Gate three. That would have yeah that that really would have blown my mind. I, in fact, it was blowing my mind when we got to the start of August and everyone was like, "Hey, do you need to play this?" You were saying it, and when, then when you said this might be my game of the year, but like it was the kind of thing. It's like it's. Because it was early access, and because I always remember that it was announced at a Stadia conference, I've always disregarded it. So then it finally it came out to 1.0, and it was like it came out of nowhere. Nowhere. Well, nowhere to you. Except it didn't. It's been here the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it, yeah, its success story is absolutely amazing. I, yeah. I really love it. Yeah, it's... Armored Core, I would believe. Like, when we saw that trailer, we were like... Um, yeah, yes. but like, like, no, 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 no. When we saw the trailer, well, no, we're like, we were, that... we were hesitant. We were hesitant because it was like, I'm interested to see this yeah, after like, them having done everything. We, we were cautiously optimistic, but we neither of us would have considered that being game of the year material for us. No, not off the cuff, but I wasn't closed off to the idea either. I think I'd be like, oh, okay, well, they made Elden Ring. I get it. They've they've been they've been sharpening their 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 craft for the last 10 years but, i'm, but I'm I, not surprised that this rips but i mean in the year that we've got like i'm like neither of us are surprised that this okay. rips but like comparing it to tears of the kingdom starfield Baldur's gate 3 hang on uh what came out earlier this year a whole bunch of shit no, like a, a bunch year. of bunch of good stuff came out this year yeah um, what was it <laughs> but like um you know like i don't i don't see a world for me and I'm willing to be wrong. I am willing to be wrong. But I don't see a world for me that Spider-Man 2 hits harder than Armored Core 6 or Baldur's Gate 3. It just doesn't feel like it's that kind of thing. Yeah, it, no, that makes sense. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm not saying that it, that it, that it's going to be bad, but it, it doesn't feel like it's got that kind of special juice that only comes around once every, like... Six or seven years. Six or seven years. Yeah. Which is wild, uh, considering that a Spider-Man game sort of like you know Spider-Man around the corner. Yeah, uh, we've got Dredge came out this year. Banger, not not game of the year contender, but like banger. Sure, we've got uh, Meet Your Maker. Yeah, no, fine. Uh, Resident Evil Four, banger. So good. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy. Find, I need fi- to finish. That. Final Fantasy Sixteen, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yep. Diablo Four, Dead Space Remake. Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Forspoken was this year. <laughs> what else? Pikmin. 
Remnant, Street Fighter. Yeah, like there's a lot, and like seeing seeing Armored Core Primary Mastered, seeing Armored Core Six and Baldur's Gate Three at the top of that is like it's 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 pretty cool. Yeah, it really is. It's it's like it's a win, right? Because both of these games are they are triple A studios making not triple A scale games like we think about triple A scale games. They are very specific to themselves. These are these are like these are like could be classified as like genre pieces. Right, yeah. Like, you know, this is like a role-playing dream. This is a mech game dream. This isn't Yeah, absolutely. This isn't the game that is like you can do everything pretty okay. This is a game where you are a mech pilot. And it rules. Yeah, and it is going to give you a hard on for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to yeah, like and like you know, again I've I've not played it, but again, like I, I as opposed to Starfield, which is like you do a bunch of stuff and then you decide you don't want to do the stuff you don't like because it's not very good. Which is not again, not a like not an inherently negative thing, but it it's not an outright positive thing either. No, because you want every aspect of it to work as a positive. Mm-hmm. Ignoring the negative doesn't mean the thing negative isn't there. Yes. Which is a bummer sometimes yes. when it comes to the very big games. Very big games. Anyway, so I started playing Alan Wake. <laughs> <laughs> Game of Just, the year? <laughs> I mean, it didn't come out this year. <laughs> it's, like, it's like 12 years old. Um, yeah, but what if it was like like when we used to do when we weren't playing everything and it was like game of our year? Uh, n- n- like, oh, look, I could I could maybe see in this be as be like in the top of my games that didn't come out this year that I did play this year. Yeah, um, okay. So like okay. I, I'm, 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 I'm a few hours in. I'm, I'm in the middle of chapter two. There's I think five or six chapters in the game. Um, uh, have you played this game at all? No. No. I watched a playthrough of American Nightmare a long time ago. Right. Um, like so long ago. Like yeah. maybe I was still in high school. Yeah, right. Um, uh, and so like I have a vague idea of the like, um, you know, how you, you aim the flashlight to like break the armor of like ghostly bad guys and then you shoot them with a gun. and Yeah. Um, but I know that the original game is more dark. I remember seeing footage of it recently and it was like, it's way darker than American Nightmare because that's set in like a like a sunset location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is set like off in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. In like the woods. Yeah, yeah. In in like what is essentially Twin Peaks. Um, oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like this game is such a love letter to Twin Peaks, to Silent Hill, to which you know silent hill is a love letter to twin peaks because it turns out twin peaks is a piece of media that is just going to be continuously like love lettered till the end of its days um but like it, it you know what it reminds me of which is gonna put you off playing this a little bit further than you might, might already but like i think this is an overall positive thing is it reminds me of deathly premonitions quite a lot okay um, and like part of it is due to the, set. The, the the biggest thing I'm angry about with Deadly Premonition was their naming structure with the second one. That's, that's oh, there's my problem with so that game. much more to be angry about that game. Um, <laughs> there's so much 
bad stuff in that game. <laughs> but like, like it, it's it's again also the same setting as as Twin Peaks, which is like this is a small town and everyone everyone's got like sort of their own shtick, mystery and yeah, small town syndrome of like you know he's the sheriff and all that stuff. Um, like this feels like a game that like doesn't get made anymore. Like it, like it is it's it is a game where there's a there's an oration over the entire thing and it's a bit corny mm. and you know mm-hmm. Alan is himself uh, a, a fiction writer and so everything is playing into his own his own nightmares and and where he's he draws his inspiration and where he's got his writer's block and and his his wife has got like a really intense fear of the dark like like a like a child does mm. like a like in a way that is like genuinely i find really funny like like simpsons comedy level like you're in a room and the light goes out for a second and she instantly screams and the light comes back <laughs> on like a second later and she's totally fine right um and it's played seriously and you be- you still believe it like it because because alan himself is quite a serious and dour and like sad man what do you mean this is a guy that Gave, that came from the same studio that came up with Max Payne. I know, I know. Um, <laughs> like, th- there's a bit, there's a bit more to him than than Max than from what I can tell, without having played Max Payne. But like, it, it, he's he's a bit, he's a bit more likable. He's not like, he doesn't suck as a guy. He's just kind yeah. of like, he's just edgy. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, he's he's not like a piece of shit. He's just an edgy guy because he. Because he's a very famous writer, he's a very successful mm. writer, and so he's a little mm. bit pretentious. But that's okay. We 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 love him for that. Um. The 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 level of thriller horror esque, I think, is really good. Um, it is really enjoyable to be in a scary environment in this game, like a good Resident Evil movie. Uh, game um like like it the 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 level of thrill to scare to action to like like exciting running sequence or like you know little like like be on a bridge that is collapsing kind of sequence um it's really well done it's it's really really fun to play through that fear and Mm. that 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 fear and thrill pushes those moments. Um, so it's got like it's got like good pacing. Like it's got it's got good good pacing, but like the the excitement of something scary is right behind me makes me want to run faster. And when I run faster through a little set piece that has got a bridge collapsing, that makes me feel like I ran faster, and that makes me feel like mm. I only made it because I was you know, one, trying to make it across this bridge that's collapsing, but two, because there's a monster right behind me. Right. right. Um, they play into that really well, and it it, it, it lands. Um, I'm having a really good time playing it. I'm playing it only at nighttime. I'm playing that only in my bedroom with all the lights off, which is the best way to play something like this. Like, it's yeah. it's it's not horror. It's, it's, it's not... No, no. Like, it's not scarier than, than Resident Evil 7 or 8. Okay. Um, yeah. It's it's. If like, I wasn't streaming eight, I might have struggled to do that on my own in the dark. Look, the 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 puppet house definitely. Um, because I played that in the middle of the night, like with all the lights yeah, off in the yeah, house, yeah, 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 and that was like that was a lot. 
Um, it's not scarier than Soma. Um, I, I know, again, you streamed that game. <laughs> um, it's more exciting than... than is, it, is it scarier than Echoes of the Eye? <laughs> Uh, and uh, no, Echoes of the Eye is very specifically scary. Like it's, it's, it really it's, is. It's, it's a very specific kind of terror. Um, Ominous. Yeah. Whereas like, like things don't make sense in Alan Wake. And so everything feels like there's, there's a, there's an air, there's a dreamlike feeling to a lot of it because it consists. It's like a bit of a fog kind of feeling going on, isn't there? Well, like it's very foggy, but like he, he's consistently referencing the fact that this doesn't make sense. And, and things happen often that just don't actually track with what has just happened as well as oh. you pick up you pick up notes all the time that talk about the things that just happened but you're picking up his notes mm. for a thing that's just happened but then you're also picking up notes for things that are about to happen and so you're getting foreshadowing because it's it's all you know it's all in his mind of like you know what he's writing for his story or what he wants to put through and I don't, I don't know how it ends I don't know how this game ends which I'm excited to find out but mm. um like you are finding the storybook pages that he's written for the event that is about to happen. Like, so like it, it all feels like uncanny, um, which makes it less outright terrifying and more like intriguingly terrifying, like, like a good X files as opposed to like American horror story. Cool. Um, I would recommend playing this game. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's cool. really, it's really cool. It's, it's really cool. I'm playing this because I want to, play this, then finish Control and do the Control DLC so I can get ready for Alan Wake 2. Oh my god. Like, I've got a, I've got a Control save that's, like, a good chunk of the way through. Yeah, it's just Liza P's coming out in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I know. Mortal Kombat 1's out this week. Mm, no, it's not. Jeremy, it might be. No, because I, I looked through the weekly releases today because I put it together a graphic. Um... It's close, but it's not this week. 14th. 14th. Yeah. So two days before Lies of P. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Like, like as, as in terms of my non, like, non-this-year games, like, it, it's kind of only Alan Wake. I don't have anything else really planned. Sure. Like, like, I mean, but that, I mean, that is kind of you most times, right? Like... I mean, especially because this year is so stacked. You like to stay current. And oh, totally. to stay current at the moment is a lot of work. Like, you could decide that you want to get to Act 3 of Baldur's Gate, and that's your next 50 hours. Yes, I know. And like, and part of me is like, you know, I can look at the time period at the end of the year, which usually there's not, like, usually there's only, like, one big game at the end of the year, so you can sort of pick up stuff that you missed and, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like the, the, the play game crunch to just before game of the year kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like that, that that's simply not going to exist this year. Yeah, it is, it is simply just not going to exist between Avatar, Mario Wonder, and a, maybe something else. Alan Wake Two, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, Pikachu, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> you bring up Detective Pikachu. <laughs> I know it's very funny. It is quite funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, looking up. I'm um, looking up the. Here's Game Informer's video game release schedule. Okay. Yeah, that, that's that's what I use. Um, Let me scroll, I, scroll, I, scroll, scroll. I'm playing Alan Wake, the remastered edition on the PS5 as well because it just... That's the quality. It, it seems good. Like, I, I don't have a whole lot to compare it to. Um, hmm. I don't know if any of the differences in, in music is in that game because I know that was one of the reasons Alan Wake originally got delisted. 
Um, well, licensing. Yeah. Um, but then like a like a remastered version of it usually fixes a lot of that stuff because they just relicense all the music again. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it seems good. I've not noticed anything, any glaring issues. It looks quite good. The lighting is yep. fun and the game runs really well. That's great. Because yeah, like I've seen footage of it running on 360 and it's like, it's like choppy. It is not a stable 30. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. If you want to jump into a phone, Final Fantasy VII. That's on Thursday. Yep. September 7th. The Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC is next week. For no as one. is the Crew Motor Fest, as is uh, not Lies of P, but the next week after that, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat 1, the same day. Uh, Payday 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, uh, the Sonic Frontiers DLC, um, <gasps> Assassin's Creed Mirage is October 5th. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, Detective Pikachu returns October 6th. Forza Motorsport, Forza Motorsport, October 10. Lords of the Fallen, October 13. Sonic Superstars, October 17. <laughs> uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2. Marvel Spider-Man 2. Super Mario Brothers Wonder. City Skylines 2. Oh, Metal Gear Solid Collection. I'm, I'm partly glad that Konami's shooting their bed again because I'm like, oh, thank God I've got time to play all these other games instead of, instead of playing through the entirety of Snake Eater again. <laughs> What do you mean shitting the bed again? Well, the version of that game that's going to come out is one of the least exciting things that I've ever seen. Oh, that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm glad uh, that, it, make... like, part of me, you know, this is a dumb thing to be glad about, but part of me is glad that it's not like, you know, a blue point level remake of Snake Eater because then it's like, well, that's like, I'm choosing that over all these new games because I want to fucking. Well, no, Jeremy, actually, it is. <laughs> what? The version they're releasing of those games are the old blue. Sorry, so you know you know what I'm sorry. Yeah, that <laughs> I do was know what you mean. maybe the worst <laughs> way I could have described what I meant, which was no, that, modern was blue point level. Like, yeah, that that's funny. Like a like a demon soul. Yeah, yeah, like like a yeah, exactly. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny that I accidentally got it completely correct, even though I meant it. <laughs> yeah, well, I knew exactly what you meant too. You weren't wrong. Silent Hill uh, this year has got pushed. Uh, I don't. I haven't seen it here. Okay. Uh, we're look, also looking at Ghost Runner two and Alan Wake two, one day away from each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smurfs two, no. Um, <laughs> WarriorWare Move It, uh, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, The Man Who Erases Name, Modern Warfare three, uh, Persona five, Tactica, Super Mario RPG, <laughs> Bio Mutant on Switch. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yeah, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. That was, like, more than 12 games I just read out. So many. And, like, I won't be playing all of them, but I'm going to be playing at least probably half of them. I would like to be playing... I would like to be playing, like, 80% of those games. Yeah? Are you going to play Mirage? That one is that one is a completely if I've got a gap. Like, like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not putting time... It leave it. Yeah, I'm not putting time aside for it. But if I've got, like four days to get through half of it. Some. Yeah. yeah. 10 hours. Yeah. Like I don't need to finish a game no. like that, but like, I, like I'm, I'm not interested in, in Mirage for the story at yeah, all. Yeah, no. I know it like links in with Valhalla. Yeah. Oh, scary time. Yeah. We're in the, we're in the final fourth of the year, the final quarter of the year. Yeah. We're in spring. We are in spring, and and the weather knows it in Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. The, the last few years, it's been doing that, where it's like day one of September, or maybe even like August 29th, and it's like 
you were having single digit lows overnight. Yeah. It's a low of 13 tonight. You, you might want to like take the doona off the bed. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes back to a low of two and it's like, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But just a little bit of like, don't forget the planet's getting hotter. Great. Anyway, <laughs> give us money. What? <laughs> Support us on Patreon. Oh, us. Not the planet. No, no, us. Us. You and hey, me. Hey, give us money, everyone. We no, need, hey, uh, we need thank it. you for listening. This is the... Oh, my bedtime alarm's going off. Um, here you go. This, this is my alarm, just so you can tell. <laughs> um, hey, everyone, this is the Minimap cast. i got to go to bed now. <laughs> Make sure to listen to next week's episode where we talk about something. Um, Jeremy's Starfield impressions, at least. Uh, we'll see how far he gets. But um, yeah. what else is coming? Is something else coming out this week? Uh, there's a handful of stuff that's coming out. I don't know if there's anything that you or I are going to be playing. Um, okay. Yeah, short of like, unless you want to jump into, uh, no, no, there's not. Like, there, yeah. there, there's just not. Not all yet. Right, so we'll like, probably like, have a topic for next week. All the games moved out of the way for Starfield. So like, like True. most games that are going to be coming out in the past week are like not super what we're probably going to be picking up. Boulder Skate on PS5. Yeah, aside from that. Um, yeah, so we'll probably be doing a topic next week, but you know, as we just read out, we'll be going into a whole bunch of, um, new games this year. A lot of games that we're interested in. So there'll probably be a number of episodes in the coming weeks and months that are just, um, here is a, us talking about the game that we just played that is new. Yeah. Especially when it's some of the bigger ones, like I can imagine we'll probably do an entire episode for like Mario Wonder perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Alan Wake, def- probably Spider-Man. Yeah, maybe Spider-Man. Um, or maybe like halves of an episode, right? Because they're all coming out in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, look forward to that. Uh, you can follow us individually on all the social platforms. Uh, Jeremy, where can they follow you on Twitter? Uh, at obi one You can follow me on Twitter at KJPalmer underscore 24, which I hardly use anymore. You can also follow me on Blue Sky at KJPalmer. You can follow Minimap at MinimapAU. Jeremy, maybe we should make that on Blue Sky with one of our coats let's just um, say go follow us there now and then i'll make it in the break make yeah, it in the, i'll make it in the post he, show because then he has to yeah. you can follow us on blue sky at minimap au dot app dot blue sky dot whatever it is um you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related including the mini disc podcast our pecking order podcast uh and all of our articles we've ever published it's all there for those of you that are here with us, stick around. We're about to start the post show. For those of you listening later, make sure to give us those oh so tasty five star ratings and consider joining us next week for the live show if you're around. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Uh, lastly, you can support us on Patreon. If you want to help keep the mics and lights on, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five buckos, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as other benefits, all while helping us out greatly. We'll see you next week, everyone. Enjoy Starfield if you play it. Uh, Tweet us your stories and have a good week. Bye.